Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Welcome. Welcome to another podcast episode. Thank you for being here to listen. On today's podcast, we get to talk to Tim, also known as Uncle Tim to me. We get to hear about the crazy past few years, starting in 2020 and kind of continuing till 2022, and in some ways still going now. So sit back and enjoy and learn from Uncle Tim's life. So thank you for being here, Timmy. Thank you for having me. To start out the podcast, what is a fun fact about yourself that like most people don't have? Well, first of all, I like to say I really enjoy your new decor in your bedroom. <laughs> I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. You might have too many um, posters of Justin Bieber. <laughs> is he your favorite, like an idol of yours? Because like you have so many posters of him. <laughs> Yeah. What is that about? It's, it's a weakness. Oh, it's a weakness of yours? <laughs> okay, I didn't know if most people knew that, but they're literally on the ceiling, on the walls. There's just so many. Well, I guess that's cool. That's very nice. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, a fun fact. I was in the newspaper for the youngest swimmer that the YMCA ever certified at the age of three wow i didn't even know that yes that's cool i loved the water when i was a baby my mom said i would just cry when she took me out of the water oh that's funny yeah i've always loved swimming and being in water yeah that was the only way that mom could get me to stop crying was to put me in water like Like hold you under yeah okay. well, well like that's different than <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so getting into your crazy years um starting with covid most people had a lot of changes happen to them when covid hit but i guess to start what job do do you have like during covid i worked for disneyland and then we were uh furloughed And then we were eventually let go because they just didn't know how long they were going to stay closed. So we were let go, and that was hard. That was a time because you had to look for other jobs. You didn't know. I I had a feeling eventually Disneyland would come back open, but you just don't know. So you spent a lot of time applying for new jobs and stuff and being rejected hearing nothing back i mean that that's just difficult your your self-esteem and self-worth just plummets you know when you apply for a job and you think you're qualified and and then you don't hear anything back or you get a letter of no so that was a that was a long time of uncertainty and just relying on the income that uh, was provided for unemployment which isn't a lot, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lot of the stimulus that helped with that too. But yeah, yeah so that was a difficult time of just wondering what was going to happen, what, you know, what I'm going to do if this keeps going and going. And mm-hmm. so that uncertainty was just, that was a rough time. Mm-hmm. I would say depression hit in. I'd say that it was just a dark, dark time and 
just uncertainty and not knowing anything and unaware of, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was going to happen. So then during that season of being furloughed and then let go, how did you fill your time? A lot of time just by myself. Um, probably depressed, probably just sad or just uncertain. Spent time at home and then I was able to do a little travel mm-hmm. and stuff. And I would still go to the beach and go do my morning walk yeah. and stuff. But most of the time was just home alone. Mm-hmm. So then since you're by yourself, not really doing a whole lot, how did you see God work during that time? He had... He, during that time that I wasn't working, the our church sh- also shut down, and they didn't have any uh, online resources or anything, so the church had to pivot. So I helped out the pastor, and we s- set up stuff so we could go online. We could still hold church services. and So I did sp- spend a lot of time working at the church, getting things ready, and just doing that. So that was that was good. You know, God opened up that resource and built friendships with the people at church and spent a lot of time there doing that, getting the church ready. Yeah, that's cool. There was that season of COVID. Mm -hmm. You are then able to go back to work after how long? Oh, gosh. It was quite a while. Yeah, I think we were furloughed in March. And we didn't go back till 21 in July. Okay. July of, yeah, 21. So, two, a year? Oh, it was under Almost. a year. Okay. So then you get to go back to work, uh-huh. and then yeah. you are hit with something crazy, and that is Guillaume correct green beret it's like like ninja style green beret <laughs> I, yeah i don't know how it's actually pronounced but that that's how i say it okay yeah what is this illness that you had how did you get it what were some symptoms that you had so the and the fun fact was i only went back to work for two full weeks and on a friday night going into the weekend I noticed something was wrong. Um, I had a hard time swallowing. And I woke up that Saturday morning, and when I tried to talk to turn off my alarm, um, I noticed I sounded weird, slurred. I'm like, oh, did I have like a stroke? Because something's wrong. It sounded weird. It didn't, you know. And so I called the doctors and they said go to the um, ER or to I think it was urgent care Mm -hmm. and the urgent care saw me and they just told me I had COVID and I said no I don't Mm -hmm. but uh, okay and so they said well we're just gonna give you a COVID test and stuff and so I said okay so I got to do that fun COVID test Mm -hmm. and of course that came back negative but they had just sent me home and said, eat soup. And uh, I couldn't eat soup. I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't swallow anything. 
So I called again the best I could and talked to the, another doctor, and they said, okay, no, you need to come in. And so I finally come in, and they wanted me to see a neurologist. So he uh, got me in and ran tests and said, okay, we're going to admit you. He didn't say what what was going on, what happened. but So I got admitted into the hospital, and they did more tests and hooked me up to IV. And so then he told me what it was and that they were going to have to do a four-day IV treatment. And what it was, and for me, the Guillain-Barre just affected my nerves in my throat. Mm-hmm. And it goes down. And what the way they explained it was on the wire, there's a shielding around the, or coating around the wire. And so it ate through the coating mm-hmm. to my nerves, which affected all my muscles and everything and um, the ability to swallow. Now, I could swallow, but they were just worried about um, if it went down the wrong pipe because mm-hmm. you have muscles that open up and allow liquid to go into the right place and stuff. So and that I didn't have. So now the symptoms, we don't know how I got it or why I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it uh, could come if you have a cold, and I had had a cold. Uh, he said it could come from uh, an open wound. And I had had an open wound for a little bit. And he said, or it could come from the vaccine, which I hadn't had. Um, well, the COVID vaccine I hadn't had prior to this. So it could have been one of those two things. And it just came on. And to me, it just affected my swallowing. Some people affects their breathing and they have to go on ventilators. Some people are paralyzed and can't walk. And stuff. So for me, it was just the the ability to swallow in my yeah. throat. Yeah, not being able to swallow. Like, did that make you appreciate more being able to swallow now? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Because going through that and not not eating, and eventually they had to put a tube down my nose and stuff, and that was the most miserable thing in the world. And so eventually I said, this has to come out. I couldn't do it anymore. Mm. And because uh, you would be hooked up to a feeding system and you would have to feed for like 12 hours a day wow. because it can't just go down super fast. So okay. you have to get your nutrients. And so it that was just the most miserable thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And eventually they had taken it out and they put one in my stomach which is a lot better, a lot more comfortable and stuff. And so the feeding was uh, a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to, and I didn't have to hook, be hooked up to a machine uh-huh. that pumped it in and stuff. And yeah. So I could ha- be more, uh, have more mobility. Yeah. And so. That's good. So I guess you kind of answered this and it might seem like a silly question, but what, is the worst part of that season of life a lot of uncertainty a lot of not knowing if if my nerves would ever heal themselves because mm-hmm. they n- could never tell me how long this is going to take mm-hmm. and if it would fix itself yeah. it was just complete uncertainty and um 
so the not knowing and having to realize can I continue living or want to without ever if I couldn't ever eat again like because food is such a huge part of yeah, life it is relationship just being with people it's always around yeah. food so food is huge and mm-hmm. so what if what if I w- didn't have that ability to ever yeah. ever eat again so that was a hard time to figure out and I had a nurse come to the house they do like a weekly check or and uh I believe she was a Christian and she ended up praying for us for me mm-hmm. and everything and she kind of made it seem like oh I've seen cases where this doesn't heal mm-hmm. so I I kind of had some reservations of of doubt and stuff but yeah. you know I finally came to the realization that yeah I, I guess I can live without ever having to eat again yeah you know getting my nutrients from the feeding tube would be you know fine because I hadn't eaten for such a long time during this whole thing and yeah. stuff. So you got used to it and your body did a complete reset. Mm. So I was able to cut out certain things because I had nothing. Yeah. How long did you have all this nerve issues and having to be fed through the um, tube? Yeah, so that started in July, late July. And then eventually I started eating back in January of the following year of 22. Okay. So like seven, eight months. So was that like so nice to be able to eat again? Like how did that feel? It was weird. Um, For a very long time, I didn't have an appetite. So... Uh, I guess not having food in your, or, you know, that only had the nutrients. Eating food, I had no appetite. So I could eat a chiclet and be like, oh, I'm full. Because yeah. I, I was never full and I was never hungry. Oh. So so the, the whole time I didn't have an appetite. So I just knew, okay, well, I need to eat three times a day. And so I would just eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that was it. And then, you know, I would eat half of what I, a normal meal would be because I would just be like, oh, I'm full. Mm. Or I'm not full. Yeah. Or I don't need to eat this whole thing. Yeah. So I would just eat a little bit and then be done and not hungry. Yeah. So that, that eventually did go away. I think um, some of the medication had a little bit effect on that mm-hmm. but eventually that all uh, went away but it was probably a few months after I started eating that that came back yeah so then on the flip side of that what was the biggest blessing that you saw through that season of being sick and not eating and all that um a lot of family and friends you know relying trusting in God and praying and I think it it brought me closer brought me closer to family and people mm-hmm. and just I think that was probably the biggest blessing yeah I don't know for me I 
it's like selfishly the biggest blessing was that we were able to spend more time with you since you weren't working you know we could just yeah go and like see you and you could come to more things yeah that's yeah obviously selfishly (laughs) so then how did you see god work when you were sick um that's a hard question because i'm not a really good listener so i you know i don't always do what i know i'm supposed to be doing but i know he did do big work in me I think he brought me closer to him um, spiritually and I think that was probably the biggest blessing is and I just relied on him um, more for everything how did God test you and bring you beyond your limit I think just being in that that whole time of not knowing if I could eat again not knowing if I wanted to or cared, mm-hmm. I I had I had lived a life of eating everything and anything and didn't really do me good. Mm-hmm. So this was a complete reset. I can remember my brother, even my sister, coming and saying, "Well, you could swish around some chocolate and just spit it out." And I'm like, "No, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I know I could." I know I could do that, but I was kind of like, I think I need to be done with this in my life, mm-hmm. the things that weren't good to me. And so that was a big test, too, I guess, that coming to the r- realization that if you know, I never did eat, that um, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I could continue living, yeah. you know, I could continue with friendships and going out with people and um and that was a big test, too, of uh, being around people and them feeling bad eating in front of me. And I'm like, no, I, I, I'm i okay. Eat, please. You still have to eat. And I always enjoyed the smells, and that was a big thing, too. Mm-hmm. Even though I couldn't eat it, I could still enjoy it just by yeah. the smell. And so I always had my delicious shakes <laughs> that were fed into me. <laughs> so that was that was probably the big test of just relying on God, trusting in God that he was in control, and he would pull me through, and he would help me mm-hmm. and uh, better me. Yeah. I guess it's kind of similar, but how did you see God's faithfulness and grace to you? I think by healing and by making me stronger and making, and uh, um, just putting the people and family in my life and, and just had to put all my hope and strength in him and and just continue to serve him and mm-hmm. i think that was probably the biggest you pretty much heal from guillain and you go back to work and then you break your arm <laughs> yeah my shoulder uh-huh. yeah i was back to work for like a month i think it was just under two months oh. and i uh shattered my shoulder and had to have surgery and had a metal plate and screws put in my shoulder so i was off work again for another uh six months wow yes so how did you break shatter your shoulder 
uh, I was carrying some stuff and um, somehow I tripped and fell inside an elevator and landed on the metal bar in the back of the elevator and um, probably I, I know I had my hands full so I didn't wasn't able to break my fall so I don't know how I tripped or fell, but yeah, that's that's lovely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So initially, when you hurt your shoulder, what were your thoughts and emotions? Unbelief, not again. Uh huh. What is going on? Can another thing go wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just that was tough. Yeah. To go through another little setback. Mm-hmm. When, because initially the doctors didn't think anything was broken. Yeah, initially it took them a month to realize that my shoulder was actually fractured. Wow. So, yeah, that was. Yeah, so then when you, when you found out that it had been fractured, like, what did, what did you feel? Well, I knew something was wrong because I was just in so much pain. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just, I mean, it, to me, it, there was always something wrong. So mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised that it was fractured. And I was kind of, I was hopeful that it wasn't. Because mm-hmm. when they first said, oh, no, nothing is broken and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. When they said it was, and it was just another, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, So then how did you feel toward God? Did you have any emotions about that? No, I just, no, I didn't even, I probably wouldn't even think about that. I just, Mm. it just happens. Your body just breaks and, Mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't mad at God or angry or anything. I just like, okay, so now what? Now, Mm -hmm. now I'm back at home and. Yeah, so this is just another setback and something more to go through. Yeah. And what did you learn about yourself? I learned that I'm strong. I can come back. I can heal slowly, but healing is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that I need to put my faith more in God and give him everything and uh let him do the work yeah did you see any change specifically in yourself because i know other people have noticed that you kind of became more considerate maybe affectionate so what do you think changed there probably just becoming closer to god and him uh showing me Mm -hmm. compassion and just everything that he has done it in me and is doing through me and uh, just taught me to be more loving and caring and compassionate mm-hmm. and more open and be a, be a different person. Mm-hmm. You kind of mentioned your relationship with God a little bit. So how did your relationship with him change? I became closer. I'm still not still not where anywhere close to where I need to be. Yeah. Um, but he has shown me a lot and he he has taught me a lot and, uh, and just to strive to be a more godly person, godly Mm -hmm. man. 
mm-hmm. even though that's so hard and uh, struggle and you you fa- fail and and uh, but the important thing is that um, he he forgives and he heals and he will bring you back and yeah and to trust in him mm-hmm. and as a closer um, what would you want the people listening to take from your life stories like what would you want to teach them from it I guess just the importance of trusting in God mm-hmm. and um, allowing him to pull you through and allow him to heal you and trust and let go of of things and sins and ask for forgiveness because we fail so much and uh, he will be there continuously no matter no matter if we fail or not and how many times we fail and um, I guess so long as we strive to be in his presence and serve him I think that's where we need to be and to be better humans and everything yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for opening up about that um also for the listeners if you've come to the end of the podcast and you are actually wondering if i have pictures of justin bieber in my room no i do not um but thank you for listening and we'll see you next time Bye.